On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was, was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. But his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now had become wine. And he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn it knew. And the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs that Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Hi, I'm glad you tuned in to us today. This is, it's his story. You see, the Bible is simply God's story being told in everyday ordinary people's lives. And we're here to help you learn how you can take the Bible and you can use it in your life. Because that's what he expects us. I'm Barbara Culver, your host. And let's study about what we can learn from the miracle that Jesus performed in the land of Cana. And how that pertains to our lives. The first lesson that we can learn from this miracle is the fact that Jesus was invited to the wedding. He didn't just show up. You know, a lot of people think that Jesus is supposed to just pop in and pop out. And that's about it. But Jesus wants to be invited to be a part of your life, of your everyday life, of every moment, of every hour. But if he's not invited, he doesn't bother you. He'll leave you alone and leave you to yourself. But he likes to be invited to be a part of what you're doing. He wants to be instructional to you. He wants to be intimate with you. And to do that, you have to invite him in. You know, you invited him in to be your savior and to save you from your sins. Why wouldn't you want him a part of your everyday life? That was always something that I could not conceive of why people wouldn't want him a part of their life, knowing that he loved them so much. But that's your first lesson for this week to learn. Jesus wants you to invite him to be a part of your everyday life. People had run out of wine. Now, weddings back in those days lasted about a week. The celebration did. And they were expected to have wine for all time, for all people. But they had suddenly run out of wine. 
And this would cause great embarrassment to the bridegroom, to the bride, and to their families if they were to run out. Mary hears about it, and she quickly tells Jesus about it. She interceded for the people because she knew her son was capable of taking care of this problem. She made her request known, and she interceded for people. Intercession is important for us as Christians. We have to intercede for those who don't know how to do life, that don't know Jesus. We are their interceders. And then Jesus comes along and he intercedes for us at the throne of grace to God the Father. And God says, Jesus, go help them. You know what to do. The third lesson we can learn from this is to be obedient. For whatever that he tells us to do, that's what we need to do. All of the servants obeyed what Jesus told them. Mary says, you do whatever he tells you to do. And they obeyed it. Now, it didn't make sense to put water in jars and expect wine to come out of it. That made no sense. Sometimes we refuse to obey what God, do what God tells us to do because it just doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't matter. If he says do it, then do it. Simply for the fact that you want to obey him. And you want a miracle or you want a great blessing or you want something accomplished in your life or someone else's life. You know, for the last couple of weeks, I've been praying for a dear friend of mine whose dad was at the point of death. And she knew that some of the family was going to struggle with this. And she said, I need for you to pray for me. And so I've been praying very hard for her to know that Jesus would comfort her and give her the wisdom and the understanding to know what to say and when to say it. And he did that. God is so powerful. But he won't do things in our lives just automatically. We have to come before him and we have to learn to obey him. Whatever he says do, then do it. The next lesson we can learn from this is leave the results up to Jesus. And leave the fact that what he wants to use, whatever is available in your life to accomplish a miracle or a great blessing or something that's beyond your comprehension. Let Jesus use whatever he wants to use in your life because he uses everyday life to reveal his glory and to show us who he is in our lives. He is this magnificent Savior who loves us so much that he wants to be involved in everything we do and say. But we have to leave the results up to Jesus. And how he does it, that's okay with me. I don't get it sometimes, but I get the results. 
And I know that God is the one that has done it. And that Jesus has performed what God has said for him to do for me. But the power to do it was comes through the Holy Spirit. Always. The power to change that water to wine was the Holy Spirit. But Jesus told the people what to do, how to do it. And then he let the Spirit take over. And suddenly water was wine. Can you imagine those servants' faces when the head of the feast tasted it and it wasn't water, but it was not only good wine, it was the very best wine. Because at most parties, you bring out your very best foods and drinks at the beginning of the party, so you know that everybody will enjoy them. And by the third day of this wedding party, I imagine people were kind of, can we say, loopy. And they really didn't care. But Jesus did. And you see, whatever Jesus does, he does it better than what the world can offer. He gives you life that is better than what the world can give to you. He gives you blessings that the world can't even begin to think about giving to you. Everything that Jesus does in your life is always better than what the world has to offer. Can you imagine the bridegroom's face when he tasted the wine and saw how much better it was? These are all lessons that we can learn from this miracle. Lessons that pertain to our life and our walk with Christ and how the Bible is relevant to you today. And you can take it and use it in your life and you can learn from it. Learn how to do life and do it right. But there's another lesson that I believe we can learn from this. Because in the beginning... God created the world perfectly. Everything was perfect. And man come along and they wanted their own way, do it in their own time, however they wanted to do it. And they messed God's world up. But God said, okay, I'll let you do it. I'll let you live like this. But he saved the best for last when he brought Jesus on the scene life was totally changed for those who believe life would never be the same for them but even at that that was great and that was wonderful but he saved the very best for last because he brought Jesus out of the grave And he'll do the same for you. My friend's dad passed away. But he was a believer. And when Jesus comes back, his soul and spirit will return with Jesus. And his body will come out of that grave just like Jesus did. Man, what an event that will be to see all these bodies coming out of the grave just like Jesus. Jesus did, and they will be reunited 
with our soul and spirit forever. You're not going to get that, friend, if you're not a believer in Christ. That won't happen to you. You will stay in that grave. And you will spend eternity separated totally from God. And you think life is miserable here? Oh, this won't even compare to what you'll have to face in the future. Won't you become a believer today? Don't you want the blessings that he has for you? Invite him into your life. Invite him into your daytime exercises, whatever you're doing, whether it be work or stay at home or you're out shopping or you're vacationing, whatever you're doing, invite him to be a part of your day. Because that's when we literally learn how Jesus is operating in our lives. And to watch him do that is amazing. I'm always telling God, how did you do that? How did you manage to carry that out? But he takes what's available in my life and he transforms it into something that he can use for his glory and for me to be able to give him praise and honor and want to learn to obey him even more because I know what he's done in my life. I've seen it. And I still see it today, even at my old age. I hope you'll take these lessons this week. You will think on them. Ponder them in your heart and make them a part of who you are. And who knows? Your miracle may be just right around the corner. He's showing up and he wants to do something great in your life. You have a magnificent week this week. Spend time with God and his word. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Ask help to learn how you can incorporate all of this in your life. And the Holy Spirit's there to help you. He's right there inside of you if you're a believer. He wants to do that, but he won't do it until you invite him. Ask for his help. And I promise you, you will never be disappointed. Until next week, you have a great time, and I'll see you then. Bye for now.